The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Hail Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hail Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it, Roadshow Thursday. It's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Damon Bars, back at the studio here uh, in Lincoln. We are in the rail yard, uh, just on the balcony here outside the Hale Varsity and heard at offices. It is just a, dare I say, gorgeous November day, mid to upper 70s. The sun's peaking. Uh, kind of behind the cube where I'm at uh, across from some of the apartments and lofts across Canopy Street. And I tell you what, going to be an awesome evening down here in the rail yard. We are out here for the food truck throwdown. Get you some information on that in a moment. We have Northwestern Nebraska heavily on our mind. Uh, Millie the puppy has just made an appearance out here on the uh, on the. Uh, the walkway the co- the concourse so yeah uh, i was going to bring gertie the german shepherd down but she does not play well with others we are ready for nebraska northwestern we're ready for a food truck throwdown and let me tell you what's going on here from 5 30 to 7 30 down here in the rail yard uh, nick from muchachos if you haven't had muchachos shame on you uh, incredible grub. Sarah from Rutabaga is also going to be on hand. And here's the showdown. Here's the throwdown. Plants versus meat. And my wife does quite a few of the um, uh, the the plant-based patties or kind of a bean burger type thing if we, uh, if we go out to eat. It, it's really tasty and spicy. Long story short, you're only going to get these items today at this food truck throwdown uh so it's here for charity we invite you down 5 30 to 7 30 music will be here outdoor seating uh masks socially distant i mean all that's going to be uh happening down here in the rail yard but the food truck throwdown you want some great food from rutabagas some great food from muchachos plants versus meat it is uh, just going to be awesome. We're down here talking some football, hanging out. Numbers to get in today uh, on the Hale Varsity Roadshow, 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. Numbers to dial up. Find us and follow us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio at Damon Bar. That's two R's for Damon. Damon may have three handles of rum with him since I'm out of studio. And as always, email Chris at HaleVarsity.com. I want to hear what you think 
happens Saturday. I've got my take. We'll have our predictions tomorrow during the Friday forecast with Clausburn. Reminder, tomorrow we're at Wilderness Ridge. Happy hour with Hale Varsity, 4-6 to six out on the deck. But incredible weather. State volleyball is going on. Uh, Amherst just uh, got things going in their uh, semifinals matchup. Uh, attendance is what it is due to COVID. But uh, we are staring directly at Pinnacle Bank Arena. We're here on the balcony down in the rail yard for the uh, food truck throwdown, meat versus plants. And I'll just say this, man. I was uh, afraid of plants at one point in my life, not so much anymore. Uh, Pretty awesome, pretty tasty stuff. And, of course, uh, the muchachos grub is legendary. So uh, we are going to dive into Nebraska at Northwestern here in just a a quick moment. We'll hear from Scott Frost. But before we do that, uh, a friend of the show uh, and uh, his program is near and dear to our heart, uh, Nebraska Wrestling. Uh, is hurting. Nebraska Athletics is hurting, and a family uh, is hurting today. Passing along the uh, information that was released uh, a little bit earlier today from the Nebraska Athletic Department. And I want to send our condolences and uh, thoughts and prayers to the Nebraska Athletic Department, the wrestling family, and uh, of course, Coach Mark Manning and and his squad. Uh, You had a Husker wrestler, uh, Christian Miller, tragically killed in a car accident uh, Thursday morning. Miller was 21 years of age, a native of Plainview, excuse me, Plainview, Nebraska. He competed for Nebraska wrestling for four years, was 15 and 9, 12 and 3 from the 19 to 20 season, and five dual starts for Nebraska the past two seasons at 133 and 141 pounds. And this is, just makes you sick, and you, you send your prayers to the Miller family. You send your prayers to the Nebraska Wrestling and Nebraska Athletic Department as well. Uh, a statement here from Coach Mark Manning, a guy we really, uh, really like and care about. This is tragic and devastating loss for everyone who knew and loved Christian. My thoughts and are with his family, and I pray for them in their time of grief. Christian was a young man full of energy with a bright future ahead of him. As the father of four myself, I struggle to process someone being taken from us at such a young age. It will take time for us to begin to heal as a wrestling family. We will promise to bond together as a team to honor Christian's memory by living life to its fullest and competing as hard as possible on the mat. That from uh, wrestling coach Mark Manning. This from Bill Moose. Our thoughts and prayers and support are with Christian Miller's family and friends during this difficult time as an athletic department we will do everything we can to help them through this immeasurable loss we understand this tragedy will have a deep impact on our wrestling program including christian's teammates coach manning and his staff we will provide any necessary support and resources for the young men in our wrestling program and other student athletes as they cope uh, with the loss of a friend and teammate so class act by bill moose class act mark manning thoughts and prayers to christian miller's family and just a sad sad story this morning let's uh, transition over to uh nebraska and what is on the docket for the big red saturday so with nebraska and northwestern you know i've kind of been back and forth and and you can't call 
<laughs> every game, oh, it's got to be a must win. But you know what? It, it does feel like that. And I'm going to shift a bit from must win to, like, need to win. All right? And, and that's not an easy ask for Nebraska football just because they, they've been off, right? They, they, you get better by playing. I 1,000% believe that. And Nebraska got hosed last week by 2020 in COVID. So what, what's the expectation for Nebraska? Do they have more talent than Northwestern? Probably. Uh, not at the linebacking group, but for the most part, uh, on paper, you look at recruiting, you look at athleticism. Yeah, Nebraska has more dudes than Northwestern. Is Nebraska a tougher team than Northwestern? That's not always been the case. Uh, is Nebraska a smarter football team when it comes to, to clean football? That has not been the case. Is Nebraska going to get quarterback play uh, that, that enhances the offense or takes away from the offense? And Nebraska's big edge on Saturday could be their their explosive playmaking ability by Adrian Martinez, by Luke McCaffrey, in the passing game and in the the run game. Northwestern's anchor is their run defense. It's their front seven. But what you took away a little bit of from the Nebraska-Ohio State game, you had glimpses, you had series, you had moments where the Nebraska defense looked good. They they looked Big Ten-ish. They weren't pushed around. They held their own. They made some stops. They made some plays. Behind the line, what what hurt Nebraska? <laughs> Justin Fields and, and passing ability and, and then some scrambles. So you're not facing that. So this is a game where I expect Nebraska to win, even with the time off, even with this choppiness. Scott Frost has talked a lot about being ready to turn the corner. While Nebraska fans are hesitant, they don't want to get suckered or heartbroken or, or deked. You know what, a win Saturday would make you feel pretty good about your program. You're not going to just roll your odds, just Northwestern. I think Northwestern is, uh, by sheer force of will, over nine games in nine years, uh, earned and demanded your respect as a Nebraska football fan and just a football fan in general. Uh, they have made it very difficult to enjoy those games because they're always tight. If you're just a football fan, you'd be like, yeah, these are pretty sweet. Well, if you're a Nebraska fan, this thing's been absolutely heartburn city for you. So, you know, does Nebraska do what they did against Ohio State for an extended period of time? That's stopped the run. That's run the football. And what they didn't do against Ohio State was take care of the football. And it was backbreaking. Do they all of a sudden start taking care of the football? It's stressed. We know that against Northwestern. And I think Nebraska's got the opportunity to really hammer uh, this good Northwestern defense, and they'll do so by big plays. You've got Wandale. I think Austin Allen can big be big. You've got McCaffrey. And then uh, the topic of Omar Manning. Let's get into that a little bit here from Scott Frost. And here is Scott Frost from earlier today uh, talking about the wide receiver group and specifically Omar Manning. Uh, yeah, those guys are close. I think the young receivers are doing a great job coming along. I think Coach Lubick's doing a good job bringing them along um, for a bunch of different reasons. I think they all got set back a little bit, whether it was 
a virus or an injury or an absence, um, but they're getting close. Um, Will Nixon's the one that was hurt in the spring, and we'd love to have him, but he's out for the year. Uh, I think the rest of the guys are are getting better every day, and the old receivers are doing a good job of of being good teammates and helping them and teaching them. Um, and yeah, I think we'll have I think we'll have a role for for some of those guys hopefully this week or soon after. And um, Omar's ready to play. That's the co- that's the quote, and that's uh, what's been on social media. That's what folks are excited about. That's the buzz Nebraska fan has. And as far as a buzz worthy game, I mean, you're just kind of sh- still shell shocked from. The Northwestern, or I should say the Wisconsin cancellation, aren't you a little bit? I mean, you were deflated by it, and I get it, but now you do have football. I mean, there's no panic right now about COVID. You're going to kick off and play Saturday at 11 on BTN. And I just think this this Nebraska-Northwestern game naturally makes you, you you're nervous because history says Nebraska is going to be able to take control of that football game but are they going to be able to put their foot on Northwestern's throat and close the game? They closed it last year in a very defensive-friendly, ugly offense ball game. Two years ago still scars you. Uh, and then this series in general of the nine meetings, seven have been a touchdown or less, uh, with the exception of the night game where Tommy Armstrong went off and in 2014 and and Nebraska kind of blew things open. I think if Nebraska can get a start like they had against Ohio State and and really just take care of the football, they can roll. They've got enough playmakers. They've got enough ability. They've got enough difference makers that I think can step forward. And what what is that role going to be for for Omar Manning? What do you dump on the kid? Uh, You've been very – I don't want to say protective, but cautious with him, and I get that. You don't want to overhype somebody, and then if they don't live up to it, you don't want their confidence to to take a, a nosedive. And that's really it, too. Nebraska is a team that's that's been rested, but they're salty as all get out because they didn't get to play. They felt jobbed and robbed for a lot of 2020, okay? Northwestern, meanwhile, man, they don't, they'll, they'll take it. They, they blew out Maryland. Uh, they did a great comeback against Iowa, but they've stopped. The, they are who they are. They're going to stop the run, and they're going to be opportunistic, right? Well, if Nebraska doesn't give them any opportunities, and Nebraska uses some of their ballers to hit some big plays, this thing could go pretty heavy in Nebraska's favor. And if it is a tight game, which history says it will be, you know what, this is, again, back to the Scott Frost, let's turn the corner, or we're close to turning the corner comment. You need to, to be better in, in, in tight ball games, right? And, and guys need to be better for you in tight ball games. And you're going to get a whole world of practice against Northwestern because, uh, you know, three and nine's the number. That's a total of 12 games. Two of those 12 have been Northwestern. More from Scott Frost uh, when it comes to young guys. Let's hear a little bit more from Coach Frost with uh, young folks. And in those reps, you need in-game reps, but Nebraska's had to settle for practice reps due to the cancellation. Can they take that practice performance and be good Saturday at Evanston? For all those young guys, it's a matter of just being here, being here consistently and continuing to learn. And like I said, uh, through kind of sometimes not their fault, they just haven't been able to get the reps and get the experience. But... 
um, when those guys are around, we recruited them for a reason. They're talented. So uh, they just need to keep learning and keep getting more consistent. Coach Frost uh, right there. Uh, a couple more thoughts from Scott. Uh, well, well, we'll save a little bit of that as uh, we are uh, up against it. But let's get you the lineup today. Parker Gabriel, Lincoln Journal star, is uh, going to be with us here next segment. Get his take on Nebraska Northwestern. Uh, we will run down uh, Gary Barnett, longtime Northwestern coach. He'll preview the Wildcats and Nebraska, and he'll try and answer for us, you know, just why the hell are these things so close, so tight uh, with uh, with Nebraska Northwestern? They, they just are, right? Uh, Brandon Vogel is with us. His new podcast, the I-80 podcast, is, is a must-listen to. Uh, we'll talk uh, some Nebraska Northwestern with Vogues on that. And uh, the pride of Chicago is Danny Burke. He is going to give us a Thursday edition of Best Bets. We'll focus in on Nebraska Northwestern. We're here in the rail yard. The food truck throwdown gets going at 530. Get on down. Muchachos versus Rutabagas. Here in the rail yard at Tail Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And we're back. Fellas, think we could listen to the radio? On Hail Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes, that's awesome. Thanks for hanging out at Tail Varsity Radio Road Show Thursday. The food truck showdown one hour away. Plants versus meat. Uh, Nick from Muchachos. Sarah from Rutabagas. I am apparently going to be taking on monster-sized burritos, and I am loving it. Uh, we invite you down here 5.30 to 7.30. This goes towards charity. We're here on the balcony outside the Hale Varsity offices in the rail yard. The sun is down. The weather's beautiful. It's perfect. I think Parker Gabriel's probably wearing short sleeves. We say hi to uh, Husker Insider Parker Gabriel. Parker, are you uh, digging this weather, man? How are you? Oh, yeah, man. It's awesome. It's beautiful. And uh, it's going to be a nice weekend. Looks like it's forecasted to be a nice weekend in the greater Chicago area, too. So uh, it, it's good on the weather front all around. You know, you're going you're gonna to take some of this weather with you, I think, when you head to Evanston. And i got to ask you here, what's your feel going into Saturday as far as the, the, the magnitude of this? And I know there was so much built up for, for Wisconsin, and it, it didn't happen. But, you know, what, what would a win say about Nebraska? Is it, okay, it's a win just against a Northwestern, or is it, wow, that's – that's a nice win for Scott Frost in his tenure at Nebraska. How would you view a victory Saturday? Yeah, I think I think it would be a good win, uh, a really nice win. And I don't think, you know, obviously Northwestern struggled last year, three and nine. But uh, Nebraska fans know well it's never easy to to beat Northwestern, and they're off to a good start. So I think that no matter how you slice it, if you just think about it as a divisional game or a game against a team that you know. Um, is always tough, or if you're looking at it with an eye toward, you know, division standings, I mean, any way you slice it, uh, division games are always going to, you know, count just a little bit more even than, than other league games or, or certainly more than non-conference games in, in uh, normal years. And so, yeah, I, I think it's a big one, and especially with the approach, you know, I mean, the sentiment you got from, from Nebraska coaches and players over the course of the week is that um, – you know, that they that they feel like they have something to prove. 
Parker Gabriel's with us, Lincoln Journal star at Husker Extra PG. It's where you follow him on Twitter. We're down here in the rail yard for the uh, food truck showdown at 5.30 tonight. So, Parker, uh, a thought on Northwestern here, uh, specifically just th- their front seven uh, against the Nebraska offensive line. Do you have a, an advantage? Uh, are you believing what you saw against Ohio State? Or are you like, wow, through two games, look at that that Wildcat defense here. Who would you who would you give the, the, the advantage to? What side of the ball here with this matchup? Yeah, I mean, I think from what you've seen from both, um, it's, a, it's a strength versus strength matchup, you know. And uh, Nebraska feels and I think should feel like it can run the ball against anybody. Um, similar, I mean, I, I, I said similar things ahead of, you know, mm-hmm. them going and playing against Ohio State, that doesn't mean that you're just going to line up and, and gash them necessarily. Um, and, and the same would hold true of Northwestern because that's a really solid front seven. Um, they've got, you know, good quality defensive linemen, some guys that have been around for a long time like Ernest Brown. And then, you know, at the linebacker level, um, they've got multiple good ones, but obviously led by, by Patty Fisher and Blake Gallagher. So, um, you know, that, that front seven against uh, Nebraska's offensive front line is one to watch. Um, I, I Maybe you just give the slightest of advantages um, to, to Nebraska's front line, but, you know, we saw, I mean, this is, this is a group, though. I mean, Scott Frost said this week, he, he kept, he, the way he described it was that, you know, Northwestern's defense whipped Nebraska last year. Um, and, and we saw, you know, pressure on the quarterback has has affected each of the last two games these teams have played. So uh, it's a re- it's a really good matchup, and it'll be obviously one to watch on Saturday. So has there been a loop of Northwestern uh, TFLs uh, in in the old uh, meeting room, Parker, this week? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, and and just as much, you know, it's about just watch the linebackers run to the ball. You know, I mean, that's uh, that's where the athleticism that Nebraska has on its offensive line, you know, particularly uh, with Cam Jurgens and, and, and at the guard spots. I mean, you just have to be able to climb. You have to use your tight ends. You've got to be able to, you know, to, to get a hat on a hat in the middle of the field and, and keep those guys um, from, from just ranging freely to the ball because uh, they find it and, and they get there quickly. What are your expectations for Omar Manning? I know that was... Uh, questioned uh, to Frost today in, in the Zoom uh, conference call. I know you were part of that, and you know what what's a what's a fair day look like for for Omar Manning? Great, he's going to be out there, but is there going to be lots of use, minimal use? Uh, have you been able to kind of put your arms around what you think could happen? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I don't really know. I don't I don't have much of a sense for what they feel like his role is or. You know, is he a package guy? Is he a full-time player right off the bat? Um, you know, I mean, if you're going to be out there for 70 snaps, that means that, you know, not only do you know the entire route tree and the concepts and the motions and all the signals and all that, but that means that you got to be trusted when they when they run the ball outside or when a quarterback takes off that you're going to, you know, find a guy and block him and all that. And so, uh, you know, we'll see. I'm, I'm not saying he can't do those things. I just am saying that, you know, it's, it's – it's not as simple as just, okay, he's back, you know, he'll be out there all the time. I, to be honest with you, like, I would, I would categorize my expectations as, as tempered. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously like a lot of people intrigued to see what he can bring, but I also 
I don't want to sit here and make it sound like, oh, well, he's on the trip, so, you know, he'll probably get targeted 12 times and have eight catches for 100 yards and all that. So, I mean, if he gets in the game and, and he looks comfortable and maybe makes a couple catches, I, I would categorize that as a good start. Where do you want to – or where do you think Nebraska attacks uh, Northwestern defensively? Is it, all right, let's let's roll our sleeves up if you're Nebraska – and try and, and, and ground and pound things? Do you see similar quarterback runs slash McCaffrey packages? Or is this a Mills day where they try and just hammer away and then get some big plays with, with some play action? I think they've had a week off, Parker, so I think they're they're very salty is the best word I'll use. And I think they're, they're obviously ready to hit somebody, but I think guys are – got to translate it to, to game time. But I think there, you might see a bit more of, of an open offense uh, on, on Saturday. I think, I think Nebraska will, will take some shots downfield and be maybe a little more comfortable doing so. Am I off with that? Yeah, well, I think you're right that they want to try to do that. And, and you know, Matt Lubick talked about how some of the shots that they tried to take against Ohio State just, you know, didn't develop for a myriad of reasons. And, and that, you know, in watching Northwestern over the first two weeks, I mean – you know, Iowa's got pretty darn good receivers, and they had nothing going down the field last weekend. And so I don't know, it's hard to tell if you're not watching the, the coaches' film, mm-hmm. you know. Did they have availability? Did they try a lot? You know, all of that. Um, you know, so I don't want to sit here and say, like, oh, Northwestern totally locked them up. I don't, it's hard to tell how much exactly Iowa tried to do that, but a lot of underneath passing stuff. I, I to me, I think that Nebraska, and this is nothing new, but I think that Nebraska will try to probe and explore, you know, just how fast Northwestern is to the perimeter. Nebraska has some weapons it can use, you know, whether it's Adrian Martinez in the run game or McCaffrey. Um, I'd be surprised if, if, if Wando Robinson didn't have more than the six touches he had, uh, you know, against Ohio State. Um, you know, I think that they want to double that at least um, if you combine catches and, and carries. So, um, you know, I think they want to try to use their skill guys and, and the skill guys that they have to try to make Northwestern defend the whole field. You know, you're not, you're just not going to line up and run it at seven or eight guys in the box and run off tackle 40 times and expect to have a good day. So um, I think you'll see them mix it up. Obviously, you know, a lot of different looks and all that. And uh, I thought it was interesting that, you know, Pat Fitzgerald said this week that Nebraska is as talented as anybody they'll play uh, this year offensively. So, um, you know, it's, uh, I think both sides obviously see it as a, as a challenge. Is it too big a leap to expect uh, a turnover-free game for Nebraska? I know that's the want if you're Coach Frost, but can you get away with a turnover in this game, or does it have to be turnover-free? Uh, you can probably get away with one. I mean, you just can't lose the battle. That's the thing. And yeah. you know, for for Nebraska, it's been it's been a twofold issue at times. You know, I think a little sometimes the turnover conversation maybe um, you know is a little bit overcooked, but it's certainly been an issue at times. You know, against against Ohio State, certainly. Um, you know, that was a game where you really can't afford anything. I mean, both both Northwestern and Iowa turned it over three times last week. So um, you know that that. They haven't been perfect in that department if you're talking about Northwestern. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to sit here and say, like, oh, if they turn it over once, they're going to lose. But, I mean, definitely it's going to be an important factor in the game. And, and you know, Northwestern's offense hasn't been explosive um, 
they've been effective, and they scored a bunch of points against Maryland, but in particular against Iowa, you know, that, that's uh, a short field makes a whole lot of difference. Uh, and we, we saw that pay off for Nebraska last year, right, in the last minute against uh, Northwestern with that Lamar Jackson interception around midfield. And then, you know, you hit the one big play to Wondell Robinson up the sideline, and bam, you're in field goal range. So um, th- those are always game-changing plays. Uh, this weekend, you would think that'd be no different. Parker Gabriel, Lincoln Journal star, Husker Extra PGs, where you follow him. He'll be in Evanston. Parker, about a minute here. Uh, with Peyton Ramsey, he was dynamite uh, with with Indiana last year. Different weapons, obviously, with uh, Northwestern. But how do you think he's used? Is he more of a, a focal point point with some quarterback run uh, Saturday, or do you think they roll him and let him throw it uh, thirty five times? How do you think that do they open their offense up a little bit? Yeah, I think you'll see him try to open up their offense a little bit from what they did last week, which was sixty rush rush attempts and eighteen. Uh, passes that I would I would suspect maybe a little more balanced than that, but we'll see. Um, the thing about Peyton Ramsey is he I like him because you don't have to design much run for him. You can he's athletic enough to do it. But against Iowa, one of the things you saw consistently is sort of similar in a way to to Justin Fields on third down, right? I mean, there were a bunch of times where Ramsey, you know, you go through the progression, you don't find anything, and he had the athleticism then to get up the field and, and get you a first down with his legs, that sort of thing. So. You know, I'll be surprised if they dial up a ton of designed quarterback run for him, but he's capable of some of that, and he's a guy who, even if you cover up down the field, uh, he can beat you with his legs. He's a, he's a good player, and uh, and obviously, you know, Nebraska will, will have a handful with him. Parker, safe travels. Thanks for your time today. Great insight as always, man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, man. You too. All right. There he is, Parker Gabriel with us, Liga Journal star. Talking Nebraska and Northwestern. We'll have some more thoughts from Scott Frost. It's Harbaugh back to the NFL. Gary Barnett's on the way. We're down here in the rail yard. The food truck showdown. Meat versus plant gets rolling at 530. Come see us down here in the rail yard. Chime in 402-466-ESPN or email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. It's Hail Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. We're here in the rail yard. Gorgeous evening. It's turning into evening here. Uh, the rail yard is where you can find the food truck showdown Muchachos versus Rutabagas. Gets going at 5.30 till 7.30. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, the dishes are only available at this event. There'll be some music. And, of course, outdoor seating available. And you're encouraged, uh, of course, to wear a mask and be socially distant. There is room for you to do that. So if you don't have dinner plans, uh, the food truck showdown, uh, participate. Plant versus meat. And the... Plant-based items from rutabagas, they're they're just dynamite. I'm taking Gorman's word for it, and I'm going to try it later. That This burger that that Sarah's got is incredible. Nick from Muchachos, legend. That stuff's so good. So uh, come on out, and uh, you can uh, for sure be a part of this. Items are for purchase, and it's helping out uh, charity. So we're down here in the rail yard today with Hale Varsity just on the balcony. Tomorrow, it is happy hour with Hale Varsity out uh, at Wilderness Ridge. Jay Moore, myself, Shuey, 
a, a three-headed monster on the deck at Wilderness. It's going to be the same type of weather, same type of perfect uh, fall festivities. So I have noticed uh, all the stop-the-count Twitter traffic that's there. And I just want to say thank you, Shooter McGavin, uh, for posting a stop-the-count where you were up minus five over Happy Gilmore, who was minus three. Numbers to get in, 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. Many thanks to Parker Gabriel, Lincoln Journal Star. That uh, will be posted on demand on the ESPN Lincoln uh, webpage. It'll be on the ESPN Lincoln Twitter handle, podcast. Find us with Herdat Media on iTunes. Subscribe and give us a review. Same with Spotify. Same with Google Play. And email chris at alevarsity.com. What do you think happens on Saturday? And do you constitute a win at Northwestern as a, air quote, big win? I say yes. We're talking about turning the big-time corner from Scott Frost. And uh, this isn't beating number three Oklahoma on the road. This isn't winning at Ohio State. But guess what? This football team for Nebraska needs opportunity. They have opportunity because they get to play a freaking game. Great. They didn't last week. Uh, You had a chance to be a giant slayer last Saturday that was taken from you. Now you're ticked off, and you get a chance to go play ball at Northwestern. And this is a team that's been a pain in your neck, man. And they're good. And begrudgingly, there is respect for Northwestern football by a lot of Nebraska fans. What are your expectations? Play good football, beat Northwestern, right, if you're a Nebraska fan? Well, when we talk about direction of the program and Are you on the right track? This is a game you can go get. I know Vegas says minus four. I know Vegas says minus three and a half. You're more talented. You are. You've got some guys that can go play ball. Are you more disciplined is the question. And you need to be, even with COVID, even with missing a game last week. You need to be able to to get something going uh, momentum-wise. You go get a win against Northwestern. Who knows what what Penn State is, but you can start stacking some wins. You know what? This is just a a chance for you to show that, hey, what you did against Ohio State's real and spectacular and don't do it for four quarters if you're a Nebraska fan because the West is wide open, man. Uh, Who knows how many games Wisconsin ends up getting. Purdue's having to sit out here. The path to the West right now goes through Evanston because of COVID, because of their crossover. And why not take a chunk out and be one and one with Penn State yet to play? Why not build on that and, and get some momentum? And let's see what your quarterback can do. Let's see what Adrian can do on the road. Let's see what you can do with some of these skilled guys at wide receiver. And let's see what your offensive line's made of. I mean, that's, I'm excited as all get out to watch this ball game and just see, you know, some of the strides Nebraska has made from week one now to week three that has turned into week two. Um, and I think Nebraska's advantage is, is going to be their playmaking ability and athleticism because Northwestern, as long as Nebraska 
plays clean, Nebraska uh, Northwestern's going to have a tough time, in my humble opinion, stopping Nebraska from making some explosive plays. And that's how Nebraska's going to win this thing, is they're going to out-athlete and, and, and play clean, smart football. More from Scott Frost and uh, uh, a guy that I'm anxious to see on Saturday is Luke Reimer. He's uh, ready to go at linebacker. And if you got uh, that three-headed monster at linebacker with Miller, uh, with Honus, and now you factor in Reimer, he's a guy that can go make some plays. Here's Coach Frost. Uh, Luke Reimer's a guy that I've been impressed with since the first day he stepped onto campus. Um, he had a little bit of an ankle. Uh, expect him to be fine Saturday and ready to go. You know, we, we talk about game day Saturdays and how your team gets better and you can practice and keep practicing and practice some more and, and you're sick of, of hitting somebody. You've, I get it. I've got the fundamentals down. Here's where my hand goes. Well, let's see that in action against a real live opponent when you know it counts because there's a scoreboard. You've been all this refinement time. Now do you get a chance to go win and beat somebody for four quarters? Here more, here's more from Scott Frost on you know what his team really needs. Yeah, I think we're ready to play. We're prepared, uh, so we're ready. Um, Would have been nice to have another game under our belt, you know. Um, Like I said, I think last press conference, if this was game five or six, maybe missing a game and having extra time to prepare would be an advantage. Uh, We need to play. It's hard to get better as a football team if you're not on the field playing. Um, You know, we missed a bowl game last year, unfortunately, so we missed a bunch of practices. We missed spring ball. Um, We're in November, and we haven't had a home game yet, and this is only game two. So it's just been unusual circumstances, but um, our guys are as ready to, to play as I know how to make them. One last thought from Scott Frost here when it comes to Northwestern. It, it's so hard to just line up, go 8, 10, 12 plays uh, and and drive the field. You're going to score more likely than not on Northwestern, either from a short field or you're uh, going to hit a big play. And here is Scott Frost when it comes to uh, that offense and, and earning it on a given series. Well, you got to account for their good players and their good scheme, their good coaching. Um, they're sound. They don't give you anything easy. You have to earn it. So uh, we just have to execute well. Uh, there's no real secret to beating Northwestern. I think you have to block, tackle, run routes, get open, cover, um, and and try to limit your mistakes because um, they're probably going to limit theirs. So it, it's just a matter of having fun playing football and, and executing and playing a smart game. We'll wind down hour one. We're on the road here in the rail yard. The food truck showdown gets going at 530. This is Hale Varsity, and we're presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Gorgeous weather down here in the rail yard on the balcony. The food truck showdown gets going at 530. Muchachos versus Rutabagas get down here to the rail yard. It's for charity. Amazing grub. Got some music going down here. Just incredible weather. Might need a little bit of a long sleeve a bit later, but uh, state volleyball's going on. Some folks are congregating safely, of course. A reminder about buckling up. 70% of fatal crashes in Nebraska. Folks aren't wearing their seatbelt. If used properly, seatbelts can reduce the risk of fatal injury by 60%. Your best defense in any crash, buckling up. 
Brought to you by the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Chris Schmidt, Damon Barr, and we're at Wilderness Ridge tomorrow. Happy hour with Hale Varsity, Jay Moore, Mike Schuhart, Schmidt, as we'll be there on the deck, 4 to 6. Come hang out there tomorrow. Come see us down here in the rail yard. So my buddy Jay posted the uh, topic of a parent bingo card, and and he had to uh, pull the I'm not mad, I'm I'm just disappointed. Go with that. And, you know, I think I've already used that. I think he used that on Carson when he was like four. Uh, he had a bike rodeo that he just totally wussed out on, and I'd taken work off, and, yeah, I just let him know about it. Dude, if I'm taking work off, you're going to get off your uh, your ass, and you're going to ride proudly in that bike rodeo. So I'm going to bring in Damon Barr, not about the, the parent bingo, because I think Damon, even though you're a pious kid, and I love pious folks, they're awesome. Some of you pious kids are great at partying, and I don't think you're in that category. Uh, you're, you're a very nice young man. Maybe you just have me fooled. But if we're going to put together a, a Northwestern bingo card, we could totally do that. And it sounds very disrespectful, doesn't it? Everything, every, every adjective you use on the Northwestern bingo card makes it sound like they're for every three and nine football team. Uh, spooky, definitely one to add on there. Um, surprising. Uh, uh, what, I'm thinking of uh, well coached, well coached, strong, tough, dirty, uh, intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're, they're a sound team. Pat Fitzgerald's a phenomenal coach. I mean, disciplined. There you go. We, okay, so we've got disciplined. We've got sound. You're going to hear that same. they won't shoot Good. themselves in the foot. That's going to be at least a free space there. Yeah, it is. That's the middle. That's totally the middle. So the Northwestern bingo card is going to go Fitz. Empty, you know, Ryan Field is some sort of just off-the-top rope elbow job to their fan base that never show up for their games. I think Northwestern Mafia needs to be on that bingo card because of of all the national analysts that that are Northwestern grads. They're they're journalism school's legend. So I don't know. We we can kind of work on that. The the Northwestern bingo card. Do your folks ever use I'm I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. Did they ever pull that out on you? Oh Maybe. yeah, that was that was my worst fear as a kid. I'd rather them be mad. Yeah, they'll get over being mad. <laughs> they'll remember. What What did you do to get them mad or disappoint them? Oh, God. It's too hard to remember, man. Are, are you a pyro? Are you just a secret <laughs> pyro? I, I was I was kind of one of those kids that, like, I did my best to stay out of trouble at all times. Okay. So, like, so when you got in trouble, you got your money's worth? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's genius. All right. Gary Barnett coming up. He'll kick off hour two. Brandon Vogel. Danny Burke still to come. We're down here in the rail yard. The food truck showdown gets going at 530 with Hale Varsity. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back with you, it's Hour 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery in the rail yard. Don't forget the 
food truck showdown is uh, happening here uh, in a little bit. We welcome in Gary Barnett, longtime coach at Northwestern and Colorado. Coach, you got to be smiling here. Pac-12 football is about to kick off. How are you? Well, I'm good with that food truck challenge. Uh, that sounds pretty good to me. I, I, I think I'd mosey down there if I were you. Well, so. it's it's sunny and beautiful, and yeah, it's dirty in my way in to be a judge. But you've got kind of the uh, the the meat versus no meat challenge, and there's uh, one restaurant that is uh, kind of the the plant based stuff that I think will be really pretty tasty. But our guy Nick uh, from Muchachos has is just legendary. We had some breakfast burritos from him uh, before the Ohio State game that were just incredible and we're talking pulled pork uh, with uh, all the eggs and Man, it's it's a good place to be, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Sounds like it. That's pretty yeah, good. we're getting ready for the Pac-12, and uh, you know, so far they're all scheduled to go the first week. <laughs> uh, but, but as you know, anything can happen, and somebody, you know, they could pull somebody on Friday night. So, yeah. but uh, you know, there's no room for error, or room for uh, missing a game. But uh, I think if you're a player. Uh, you've got to be excited to be able to get out and play. And as a coach, you're excited mm-hmm. to just to be able to do your job and and do what you love, and it's coaching those games and being with those players. And, uh, you, you, you know, once you're in college football, you learn to really love the crowd and the energy that's in the stadium. And, of course, you'll do without that. Mm-hmm. They're going to only have a family in the stands as well, much like the uh, Big Ten's doing. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, it'll be interesting to get it all kicked off, and I think they've got a big game, uh, Arizona State and SC play uh, real early Saturday morning. Uh, and so it's sort of it's probably just the opposite of what it usually is. They're usually playing real late on Saturday night. After dark, typically. Gary Barnett's with us, uh, Hale Varsity Radio. So, Coach, uh, when we look at the Big Ten, before we get to Nebraska Northwestern, I'm interested in, in how you, you see things, and Wisconsin and Purdue canceled again, and, you know, the outbreak continues to grow at Wisconsin. Do you think Wisconsin's in trouble of not being eligible for uh, a Big Ten West? It's unpredictable, and I know with COVID. I think you're going to see more games. And, you know, when Wisconsin misses a game, it's not just Wisconsin misses the game. Everybody else that's supposed to play Wisconsin misses a game. So it's the unintended consequences are, you know, it takes everybody else out of the running as well uh, because for, for, you know, they don't, they're not the only ones that miss the game. And and every one of those West side games that they play, the other team gets hurt. So, are ones that they don't play. Now they may give them credit for the wins, but that doesn't really make any difference. But I, and and really, I think we got to be we have to be a little careful, Chris, about even going there. Yeah. I mean, we're just darn lucky to be able to play football. We're darn lucky they they've come up with the testing and protocols, and that people who made tough decisions had to make them, and they allowed it to go on. And and I think it's one of those things where we just ought to watch and enjoy and appreciate and not even think about who finishes first mm-hmm. and not even worry about it and just get it just every game just be thankful you got to see the doggone thing and the players and coaches need to be the same way now uh, you know I'm sitting back watching everybody and I'm you know I'm not involved in it anymore but but to me 
that would be a, if I were coaching, I really think I would be taking that attitude. Well, you just got to think about it. I mean, Nebraska sat home last week and they're, they're sick about it and they're even more thankful and fired up for, for Saturday. Let's go to Saturday. Early kickoff in Evanston, place you know well. You took the uh, purple to Pasadena. So what have you learned through two games about Northwestern? What, what impresses you? What sticks out about this squad? I got to tell you, I talked to Pat. We, had a, we were on a Zoom call a couple weeks ago. And uh, just before they started all their games, he said, well, you know what's going to happen? Everybody's going to know what it feels like to be playing an 11 o'clock start in Evanston this year <laughs> because there's nobody in the stands. And, you know, it's, I mean, that's the way it is in Evanston, the 11 o'clock starts that they have. So, um, you know, for them, it's just going to be a regular uh, day of work. Um you know, 11 o'clock, I don't think anybody's going to care it's 11 o'clock start. Everybody's going to be, everybody wants to play. Uh, you know, this has the makings of a really good football game, Chris. And, you know, Northwestern has just, uh, they looked very impressive in the first game. The difference in that football team is now that they have a quarterback who has it. You know, he's just one of those guys that plays the game, loves to play the game, and he ignites everybody around him. Uh, and they haven't had that for a while. And so that makes this team particular, particularly dangerous. Uh, you know, both running backs are, are more than adequate. They're good players. They're tough guys. They're playing really good defense. You know, Mike Hankowitz is as good as they get on defense. And they're playing without two of their best players already, you know, a defensive lineman and an offensive lineman that are all slated to be first-rounders. So, um, you know, it's a, I think it's a dangerous team that if you don't prepare for and coach your fannies off, you know, it, they're going to be hard to beat. So um, I think it's got a great matchup potential. I think that's definitely one of those games everybody needs to find a way to watch or record so they can see it. Gary Barnett's with us talking Nebraska-Northwestern. I think Nebraska is very zeroed in on on Northwestern, a high, high, high level of respect for Fitz, their staff, and just how how tight the games not only have been the last two years since Coach Frost got here, a loss in overtime, a miraculous finish and comeback by Northwestern to even get to overtime, and you win on a three-pointer, and then uh, a very ugly game, but man, uh, one of the few games Nebraska out-executed somebody in with a 13-10 to win by a walk-on kicker last year. So this thing's always a, either a touchdown or a field goal ball game. Maybe there's a Hail Mary involved. I, that's how this thing goes. Why do you think Nebraska-Northwestern is so tight all the time? I mean, the series has been uh, that way every single game with the exception of, of, of a couple. I don't know for sure, um, Chris, why it is so tight, except I think um, having Nebraska new to the league, you mm-hmm. know, and, and being a I – th- I think Northwestern probably looks at Nebraska much like uh, I looked at Iowa when, when I got there, and that is just a great deal of respect for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you talk about great programs through the years, you know, Nebraska's in the top ten. And uh, through, through the last 50 years of football, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think it's really just a great deal of respect. And when you really respect somebody, you usually give it your best shot. Sure. And uh, I, I think that has a lot to do with it. I mean, 
this team, you're going to play a, a well-coached football team when you play Northwestern. Mm-hmm. They're not the most talented, but they, they have enough, and they're well-coached. And that's, uh, that's what you got to do. you gotta, you got to beat a well-coached team. And you, the only way that happens is a great deal of respect and uh, be well-coached yourself. I want to ask you about Pat Fitzgerald. Uh, you recruited him. You, you care a ton about him. He's worked with you. But what, what about his coaching traits do you may, are you like most proud of? When you look at him, what, what makes you smile most? Just the way he handles himself on the sideline and the amount of uh, involvement he is in each phase of the game and how much those kids really, really respect him. Uh, you know, the fact that he was there, he did what they're doing. Uh, he did it at the highest level maybe ever done there. Mm-hmm. And uh, that just it gives you credibility, you know. And then you get you got to, guys either screw up the credibility or they reinforce it. And I think he has reinforced it uh, through the years in every phase uh, of the game, and every phase of being a head coach and of being an emissary for the university. Gary Barnett's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, uh, where are some areas you think Nebraska could pose some problems Saturday? Well, yeah, I I, just, I think just anytime you've got a running quarterback, you know, a quarterback who can who can throw it and run, and they have two, uh, I, I think that's the biggest threat to a team like Northwestern. It's just uh, when you're forced to tackle in space, play after play after play, that's that's the part that gets you. You know, they can stand in there and take the. Uh, between the tackle stuff, but when, when you start operating in space with an additional guy other than receivers and backs, but when the quarterback can operate in space like that, uh, like like the other receivers and running backs do, then it's just it's just the hardest one to account for. And uh, so for me, I I think that's the problem that really poses, uh, or, uh, the fact that really poses a problem for. Northwestern. Nebraska really wanted a game Saturday. That that didn't happen. Uh, so they've been two weeks without football. Meanwhile, Northwestern, uh, I mean, tell me a little bit here, momentum-wise. I mean, Nebraska's trying to generate some momentum. Northwestern's got great momentum coming back from 17 down at Iowa. Uh, that That's a real thing, isn't it, Saturday? Some of the momentum Northwestern has coming off, the, the way they've won their two games? No, no question. And it, you know, two years ago, they won almost every game the same way. Yeah. And that confidence and momentum that you're you're referring to is so critical that no matter what you you know you always think you're in the game, and that's just become sort of I don't want to say it's their mantra, but it's their personality. And um, it, you know, I think last year they just didn't have a quarterback and really struggled mm-hmm. in that area. They just couldn't keep their defense off the field. But now, with the addition of the, of the quarterback, they, they, they really are a team that you're going to have to play for 60 minutes and probably maybe longer in, in a lot of cases. Oh, I'm, I'm anticipating a, a, a winner by somebody either in overtime or at the buzzer for, you know, field goal's going to do it or something. But uh, let's get into predictions. Gary Barnett's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. ton of great games this weekend. And I want to go to the Big Ten, uh, Michigan, Indiana. Wolverines are reeling. Indiana's playing great football. Uh, talk about losing to your rival, and now you got to go see Coach Allen. This one's tough there for Harbaugh, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's tough for Harbaugh. That I mean, to let that one get away last week and get beat. Uh, but you know, it's it's typical of what kids kids can do is they watch uh, Michigan State get beat by Rutgers, mm-hmm. and you know they did not respect Michigan State when they came to that. They came into Ann Arbor, and uh, you know, anytime you lose that edge, the the respect edge, then you, you got a chance to get beat, and so. Uh, I mean, they came back and gave it a shot, but they, you know, they just weren't, uh, they didn't play their best. And Indiana is a team that's got momentum as well. Mm. And uh, this is a team that is hard to beat. And fortunately, it's not a true away game. It's just a travel game. So, uh, you know, Indiana gets three and a half points in this game. And I, I, I think Michigan has got to recover, and I think Michigan wins this game and probably beats the spread, but it's not going to be easy. What about Iowa? You want to talk about a team that's got to recover? I mean, the Hawkeyes are staring at 0-3, Coach, and here comes Sparty, who's feeling good. Yeah, I know, and I, and I can't believe that, uh, that Iowa was even favored in this game. Um, so, um, you know, I don't know. Sparty, if you let, you know, Mel Tucker's a good football coach, mm-hmm. and uh, you know if they co- they solve that turnover problem, uh, they will play hard for him. They will, they really will. So I think I was in trouble. I think Michigan State can win that game. BYU Boise, this is going to be fun, and Boise is a good club. But I love BYU's quarterback. Oh my gosh, is he a good player or what? He's I awesome. mean, I, I have just random people sending me texts going. Hey, have you seen this BYU quarterback? <laughs> and he is a heck of a player. BYU, they win this game. Uh, you know, they're favored by three, but and it's at Boise. But it, it, you know, like I said, it doesn't make that much difference anymore. But is Boise going to have people? I, I haven't read that. What that conference? I don't know either. I, I, yeah, I don't either. But no idea. But uh, BYU wins this game. Let me tell you, they're with everybody else knocking each other off with with a potential loss for Clemson this weekend. You know, I mean, there's they they're in it. They they are a legitimate fourth for this uh, playoff, and so they. I like that team. I think they're they're the best team. I can't believe uh, they're favored by three. I think Boise or BYU wins this thing. Clemson Notre Dame is this upset time for for the Irish? Whew, boy, and I didn't. I haven't watched that game from last week yet. I've got it recorded, and it's one of those things I've got to do tonight. But um, I, I don't know enough about that quarterback if he can do it. Now, defensively, they're really good, mm-hmm. but they gave up a lot of points last week. So this this is a great matchup. But I think I think Notre Dame's up for it. I think they're they're good enough to be a playoff team this year. You probably don't have to be a great team this year, but and I think they're they're good enough to be one of them. Uh, should everybody should they should we get to the playoffs? Coach Barnett's with us. Georgia, Florida, Okie State, K State. Who you got? Oh boy. Well, I uh, I just don't think. Georgia is going to let Florida do what they did to Missouri last week. Georgia, in my opinion, and uh, the, the K State team. You know, let me. You look at their stats on the games they won. You wonder how they won. I mean, only on punt returns. And uh, so, you know, I, I think I think Iowa State's a better football team okay. right now. Gary Barnett, coach, have a good call with UCLA Colorado. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Good to be with you. Gotta love the coach. Coach Barnett, and he wants some of that food truck. We're down here for the food truck showdown. Muchachos getting rolling. Rutabagas 
Ten minutes away from the food truck showdown. Come on down to the rail yard. Brandon Vogel's next. He's in his 30s, but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other. Now, say my name. It's Schmitty on Hail Varsity Radio. I got the body of a taut, preteen Swedish boy. Sun is setting, dusk upon us. It is uh, just fantastic. We're down in the rail yard here on the balcony. The food truck showdown, Rutabaga's Comfort Food. Plants versus meat, muchachos. He's got the teal beast parked across the street here on Canopy Street. Uh, oh, man. They are raising money for uh, the food bank in El Centro de las Americas. Uh, so, yeah, bang. Uh, get down here, uh, 530 to 730. And uh, we welcome in managing editor and uh, incredible podcaster, the I-80 podcast on the Heard At uh, channel with uh, Brandon Vogel, at Brandon L. Vogel on, on Twitter. And you can get the I-80 podcast. Vogues is going to break down Nebraska Northwestern for you. Get that subscription on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play, we say hi to Brandon Vogel. Vogues, uh, if you were to start a food truck, what would you sling? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, my, my expertise, I guess, <laughs> very relatively speaking, it would probably be in barbecue, though that's tough to pull off in a, uh, in a, in a food truck setting. So maybe just like really dial in on just great cheeseburgers that might be the way to go in fact i think that's i think that's my official business plan okay so i mean there could be some sort of filtration system set up a la you know walt and jesse uh (laughs) with a smoker in kind of an old bread truck it could be done uh and i'm thinking with short ribs and baby back ribs and probably some sort of, you know, pulled pork taco type deal is where I would go. But your cheeseburger take is fantastic. Uh, and I think you could do it. You're, you're a good barbecue and food dude. So I know it's probably crossed your mind. I, I, I mean, I've shot the bull with people. Let's start a food truck. Sure. Why not? Uh, well, <laughs> easier said than done, man. Yeah, yeah. Head, head, when you when you have a, a break in the show, head down and talk to the uh, the two people running those food trucks. I'm sure they have uh, stories of, of very long days and and uh, hard weeks. That I, not saying that it will discourage you. I'm just saying you should be fully informed before you take the plunge. Brandon Vogel's with us. HailVarsity.com and magazine at Brandon L Vogel on Twitter. So, Vogues, uh, we will get into football here, but uh, we will get into the uh, the Northwestern bingo uh, square, you know, in a moment. But how you feeling Saturday? I, I, you know, I tell you what, I think Nebraska, I think Nebraska is going to win this, and they'll win this convincingly. I'm not ready to go blow out. I'll wait for for the forecast tomorrow for my prediction. But I just think Nebraska is going to be able to get their their playmakers. The football, and I think Nebraska's going to play a, a clean game. And I know that's a big jump because, you know, when's when's the last time Nebraska played a, a clean football game? And you got to go back to last year's Northwestern game. But you know what? I think Nebraska's ready and poised to 
to get on the field and, and really be dialed in. I, I'm excited to see them do their thing, and I think this is a good Northwestern football team, but I think I think you're going to see a big day, uh, not only from Nebraska's interior defensive line, but I think you're going to see that offensive line say this wasn't a fluke against Ohio State. We're pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I like the matchup for Nebraska. Um, it's, it's challenging in some ways. Uh, you know, Coach Frost mentioned it again today. Uh, from his point of view, for sure, not having a game last week uh, isn't an advantage this early in a season. In fact, it might be a disadvantage from, from his point of view. But I, I think, you know, I don't think there's a huge edge to be gained either way with, with that. Uh, the, the only thing is, is like I, I like the, I like Nebraska's chances. I think they are an offense, um, maybe unlike some of more the more classic Big Ten offenses that can, that can move the ball a little bit. That it can do some things against a really solid and sound Northwestern defense, which it is year in and year out. That said, the Wildcats have a way of playing just about everybody close. Like it feels that, that was the shocking thing about the the opening week game against Maryland is that it was a blowout. And you just don't see Northwestern do that to to many teams. Uh, they find a way to stay in games. Uh, sometimes they find a way not to break games open, but it always mm-hmm. seems close. That's certainly been the history, you know, the majority of the time against Nebraska. So I, I like Nebraska. If I had to make a pick today, I would pick Nebraska to win. But it's it's a little bit closer than, uh, well, it's, it's, it's as close as every Nebraska-Northwestern game seems to be, probably. <laughs> Brandon Vogels with us, managing editor, HaleVarsity.com and Magazine, Hale Varsity Radio on the road. Uh, just uh, on the balcony here across from the, uh, the Cube, the food truck showdown is uh, underway. And uh, awesome stuff from rutabagas, comfort food, and muchachos, plants versus meat. Both are delicious. And uh, your chance to get some grub going. So, Vogues, to me, this is a situation where I think Adrian gets going. I think uh, I think Luke McCaffrey's a factor. I think uh, Wandale gets the football. I think uh, Omar Manning could be nice in the red zone. I think Austin Allen could be uh, be big up the seam. All that said, I think this is a game Nebraska can jump out in, and Northwestern always finds a way to hang around. But to me, Saturday's as much about Nebraska finishing off uh, a four-quarter game. They didn't against an Indiana. They didn't against the Colorado. They didn't against Northwestern two years ago. I mean, there's so many instances in, in Coach Frost's first two years here where Nebraska got Nebraska's way and, and held the door open for somebody else. I think this is the moment where you see Nebraska actually finish. Uh, there's been some talk about frustration and anger and need to play, but, you know, they're, they're about ready to turn the corner. I think they show that. Uh, a larger viewpoint of, all right, we can do this more often than not like we looked uh, against Ohio State. I think they can do that, and I think they can finish somebody off. That'd be a nice step forward Saturday. Uh, Are you skeptical of that happening, or do you think that opportunity exists? No, the opportunity definitely exists. Um, I think, you know, even two seasons into this, Nebraska is still in some ways kind of looking for that that big proof of concept win. And, and normally, um, I don't know that Northwestern is the first team you think of uh, as, as, as providing that opportunity. 
which is which is not to, to downplay anything that program has done. Uh, you know, relative to expectations, I think it's one of the probably ten most successful programs of the past decade or so in, in all of college football. Um, but with them at two and zero, with it being a strange year, um, with with who knows what's going to happen with Wisconsin in terms of how many games they're even going to be able to play, you know, Northwestern's looking like uh, one of the favorites in the in the division at this moment. And in, in in some ways, it's you know, styles make fights, is the old sailing saying. Northwestern does a lot of things that Nebraska has struggled with, just in terms of avoiding penalties, uh, avoiding the backbreaking turnover, you know, all of this, this little stuff that it can be pretty tough to control, but somehow Northwestern always seems to, to come out ahead in that. Um, even in games where they, where they turn it over, like last week, you know, two early, two early turnovers, put them in a 17 0 hole against Iowa they come back. Well, they end up with three interceptions and, and pull that game out by, by one. So can Nebraska play a game, kind of in those margins. You know, if Nebraska just comes out and plays the game it's, it's capable of, uh, particularly offensively, yeah, I, th- I think they, they, they've got a chance to to really control things against Northwestern. But it's just been a struggle. You haven't seen that consistently enough for Nebraska. So so it represents a really good test. And, and you add in, you know, whatever last week was, whether the players came out of that slightly disappointed, whether they came out of that with a chip on their shoulder, or a little bit of both, um, which is going to win out on Saturday. Vogues, uh, a thought. Give me an X factor defensively and offensively for Nebraska. Yeah, de- defensively, I think uh, it, it, it's it's pretty big here. This, this Northwestern offense has succeeded through two games a little bit in spite of itself. It, it hasn't been great at, at staying on schedule but it's been really strong on third down. And Nebraska wasn't good against Ohio State on third and fourth down. By the way, Northwestern is also, I think, five for five this year on fourth down. So they're not afraid to go for it either. Um, wasn't good in week one, but that's Ohio State, right? Like, you, 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 you kind of have to look at it that way a little bit just with the talent that the Buckeyes have across the board. So can Nebraska be better? Because I think it's going to be able to put itself in, in situations where it can can have the edge. It can have Northwestern third and five, third and six, and so on. But can it get off the field? That'll be an early uh a kind of early rounds indicator for me of, of how up for the fight and how well things are going for Nebraska. Uh, on, on the offensive side, I think how well the run game working. Nebraska can get pretty creative there. Uh, last week, Iowa really sh- struggled in the run game, and in my estimation, I mean, they only lost by one, so it almost works, but got away from it a little bit too early uh, because North- Northwestern was, was stopping it, and they, and they make it ugly, and they make it hard work, and all of the things that the Wildcats have done for, for a lot of years. Is Nebraska willing to be patient and take those three- and four-yard gains? Because Northwestern is traditionally a defense that really keeps the big plays down, the, the explosive plays, and against the pass, they're eighth nationally in doing that in terms of a percentage of overall plays. Against the run, they're 66. So a little bit below average in a year where not all 130 teams, of course, are playing. So I, I like Nebraska's run game. It's more varied. It's more dynamic than, than Iowa. Um, so can, can Nebraska make hay uh, by keeping it on the ground? And, and I, I like their ability to do so. So those are kind of the two, the twin-pronged approach here, one on each side of the ball that I'm going to be using on Saturday to, to give me an indication of how things are going. All right, what word would you choose to describe Northwestern and Northwestern bingo? 
Uh, that's a tough one. It, it, it's smart already off the board. Um, well, because I mean, I think, I'm just I think asking. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's discipline. There's smart. There's gritty. There's fits. Yep. I mean, there's, yeah. there's a hundred of them. <laughs> I, 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 I might, I might go with smart number one. Um, a because people are already thinking along those lines, given the uh, the university's academic reputation, but. It really is the way to describe how they how they played football under Pat Fitzgerald. It, it's smart. They know where they're supposed to be. They're going to count on you to to make a mistake before they will. And most of the time, they're they're right um, on that. I also, based on the first two games, might put stuffed in there. That might be uh, a word you hear uh, come up on, on the broadcast, you know, just because you know they're, they're stopping a lot of runs at or behind the line of scrimmage, and they're going to do it against Nebraska. Even though I just said I'm bullish on the run game, and I still am. It's can you can you live with that? Can you be like, okay, this isn't a sign that things aren't going well necessarily. It's a sign that, hey, Northwestern's really good at this. Uh, Greg Austin, you know, I think described their run defense to a T this week, uh, talking about their D-line, being in gaps and not being able to, well, being in the right gaps and then not getting moved out of those gaps. And then you've got a trio of, of linebackers who, who've been there since since the dawn of man, uh, it so seems. And those guys are really good. They're good tacklers. Uh, they're smart. And there you go. Just check that off the bingo card already. Um, <laughs> but everybody knows that's that's kind of the strength of the defense is that middle level. So you got to be willing to live with some stuffed runs. Bogues, this was awesome. We'll chat Saturday. Thanks for the time today. Thank you. Take care. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Tail Varsity Radio Road Show Thursday. We're down in the rail yard today. The food truck showdown gets going. Now well, it's underway, and uh, pretty awesome stuff tomorrow. Wilderness Ridge, a guy that is uh, incredible, is Danny Burke, the pride of Chicago. Burke's best bets. Of course, Danny doing a daily show in Chicago on Fox with uh, Bears coverage. And, of course, the VEASAN network uh, from Vegas and Musburger. Pride of Chicago, brother, how are you, man? Uh, your hometown's going to have a lot of Huskers uh, finding their way to check out Nebraska Northwestern. What's shaking? That's right, man. We're excited here. Well, at least I am as a Husker fan. I don't know about all the uh, fans in Evanston, but uh, no, I'm pumped. Hopefully uh, we have a smooth sailing for college football with just all these games getting played besides Wisconsin, of course. But uh, no, man, I'm excited. It's actually a good slate this Saturday. I think there's some really good betting opportunities. Well, let's start off with Nebraska and Northwestern and where you're at. Uh, Nebraska's minus four. Give me, uh, give me your, your analysis on, on this game. What do you think? And then what, what are some over-under options as well? So the way that I look at this game is pretty simple. It's every time these guys play, it's close, right? It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. It just seems like every time they play, it's close. And this one opened up with Northwestern about a three-point favorite, total at about 54 and a half or so. And in some places, you can still get Northwestern laying four, it looks like. Uh, a lot of the consensus seems to be three and a half. I took it when it was at four, so I took the Huskers plus four. And it's pretty simple. And I was probably going to lean that way regardless, but then I saw Pat Fitzgerald's comments too, and it really just kind of hit home where he's like, 
oh yeah, the complete advantage is with Nebraska. They have a bye week, right? So they're they're a lot more prepared and they see more film on us. And he's right, that's really the case here. And how valuable is that going to be in this unique type of season that the Big Ten is enduring right now? I think it's got to be tremendous. And not only that, you factor in how Nebraska looked against Ohio State, kind of not looking at the second half per se, because let's be honest, that was somewhat expected, maybe not to that degree, but I look more so at the first half. And what did they do in that first half? They had a great run defense, which really shocked me. I did not expect to see that too much from Nebraska. And offensively, as long as they're not committing dumb penalties that shoot themselves in the foot, as long as they're... Uh, they can keep uh, running the dual threat with McCaffrey and Martinez, and they can hold on to the ball. Just the little things that you can't afford to do against a team like Ohio State. Yes, you can, I guess, afford to do it against Northwestern, but not the way they're looking right now. So as long as they stay disciplined, they play a clean game, and do what they're set out to do with the game plan they have, offensively, I think they should have no issue. Defensively, that's naturally what it's going to come down to. But like I said, if they play the way they looked at the first half, I love taking the points with the Huskers, and even if you want to game a little bit more. I wouldn't be surprised if Nebraska wins it outright. Take some plus value on the money line. You know, I, Danny, I'm, I'm with you. I think that this is a game Nebraska needs to win. I think it's a game Nebraska is ready to win, and I think they're pent up. They're frustrated. They wanted to play last week against Wisconsin, got shot down. I think they're ready to take it out on somebody. And I think Northwestern's really got some big-time talent, especially on the defensive line. Their linebacking core is nice. Ramsey's a really good quarterback. But I look at Northwestern's offense, and we're talking 250 yards a game is what they're averaging. They're not running the well, the, the ball very well. They're, they're running it, but it's a quali- it's a quantity versus a quantity a quality thing for their, their success. Uh, is Ramsey going to all of a sudden – be uh, allowed to to do his thing like he did as an Indiana quarterback, we'll see. I think the quarterback run game is a concern, but I think Nebraska is better on the lines of scrimmage, and that's where I would lean. That's where I would Mm -hmm. bet as well, and uh, Nebraska's got to take care of the football. That's obvious, but it's not always been the case. I think they'll take strides, and I'm with you with points taking Nebraska, and and I think this could be a, a comfortable win for Nebraska. Yeah, I, I certainly would not be shocked at that. And let me ask you this, to your point, when Nebraska kind of coming out of the gates, would you then perhaps look at a Nebraska first-half line, too, and just have them winning the first half or covering whatever the spread may be? Do you think they're going to be coming out firing? Uh, you know, that's a tough call. Uh, they came out looking pretty good against Ohio State, right? But now you've had a week off. Uh, and so it's the rust versus rest type thing, and yeah. nobody needs a nobody needs a rest yet. So Nebraska would have benefited more by playing Saturday. So th- I don't know. I think I think if Nebraska seizes control and, and makes this thing, you know, less about reaching for Jack Daniels and more about taking care of the football. Uh, I think they could kind of maybe blow it open in the second half. Uh, I think there's that type of talent advantage, assuming they find some wideouts and, and hold on to the football. But I'd be a little I, I would I would shy away from the first half. But I think uh, by the end of the game, I think Nebraska, if, if they want to kind of take that next step forward, they, they should be able to handle things. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That makes sense, too. I mean, it's, it's valuable as that bye week can be. It's only the one game they've played, so we'll see how they can shake it off from 
just that one game. But, yeah, I, I like Nebraska here too, Schmidt. Danny Burke's with us, pride of Chicago. Burke's best bets at Danny Burke Fives, where you find him on Twitter. Daily in Chicago. Rush Hour is his show with VEASAN. Catch him on the weekends as well uh, on the radio in Chicago. VEASAN Network and, of course, with Fox 32 uh, Chicago Bears pregame. Daddy, a thought on the on uh, Michigan-Indiana. What a shocker with uh, with Michigan and what Sparty did to him. Indiana's playing great ball, but uh, this is a big-time test for Indiana. Do you like the Wolverines here at minus three and a half? This, this on the spread is really tough to me, Schmitty, and because this is a complete recency bias game where you're probably going to see the public going, Indiana's 2-0, they're catching three and a half at home, and we just saw what happened in Michigan. How would you not take the home dog with three in the hook here? So I understand that reasoning, but it almost feels like a trap in a sense. But then again, how can you trust Michigan? I, I really don't know. I'm personally staying away from the spread, Schmitty, and I'm looking at the total here, and it looks like the best number you can get is 54. I actually saw it at 50 three earlier this week uh, when we have to make our picks on about Tuesday. So most consensus looks 54, and I would still recommend looking over here because Michigan is supposed to be a team that has a great defense, yet we haven't, we haven't really seen that yet, right? They allow 27 points to Michigan State. They allow 24 to Minnesota. And you look at Indiana on the other side, this is a team that can move the ball. Now, I know some people still aren't necessarily infatuated with their offense, but it is indicated by the spread and how they've played so far and with this momentum. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game because Indiana's defense, nothing special by any means. Michigan is going to be able to score. Let's not forget that. And I think Michigan's going to have their lapses too. So I think this is a good opportunity to look at this total over, whereas naturally in the Big Ten, you probably shy away from looking at as many overs, specifically when you get to the mid-50s range. But look, Schmitty, I think there's going to be a decent amount of points scored. And the biggest thing, too, with college football in a game that could be so neck and neck, just overtime is such a big factor. And once it gets right to overtime, your under is virtually screwed. So <laughs> that also could help you. I'm not saying it's going overtime, but if there's a game that has a chance, it could be this one. So I like betting the over between Indiana and Michigan. Danny Burke's with us, prior to Chicago at Danny Burke Five on Twitter. Danny, about 30 seconds. Uh, where are you at with Clemson Notre Dame? It kills me to say this because I grew up a Notre Dame fan, Schmitty, and every time I go on their side, they kill me. So after I say this, be sure to hammer Clemson. I took the six with Notre Dame. It just seems like it's a little bit too much for a team that's rarely, if ever, a dog at home. Their defense is what's going to be able to keep them in this game. And look, I'm not saying they're going to win, but six seems like a little bit too much at home. Uh, Five seconds, Georgia, Florida. Anything stick out? Took the three and a half with Florida. Now it's at three, but I would take the hook or the three and the hook with Florida because their offense is so dang good. Georgia's defense can only do so much. Love it. Danny Burke, pride of Chicago, Burke's best bets. Danny, we'll talk next week. Awesome stuff. You bet, Schmitty. Thanks for having me on. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time down here in the rail yard. Dusk is upon us. It is just an amazing night. Uh, it is food truck showdown. Rutabagas versus Muchachos. Till 7.30 in the rail yard on Canopy Street. Great line. It's for charity. Got state volleyball going on uh, a little bit later on at 7. The Hall of Famer, Doug Duda, going to be on the call. 
Carney Hastings, Grand Island, ESPN 1460, 1550. Duda's checking out uh, the vibe here uh, down in the rail yard. It's good to see Mr. Doug Duda. Love him. Uh, Danny Burke with his best bets. We both feel good about Nebraska Saturday. How good? We'll reveal our picks with the Friday forecast with Clasburn tomorrow. Again, we're at Wilderness Ridge. Happy hour with Hale Varsity at Wilderness. Of course, Wilderness has the uh, Hale Ale out there. And uh, what a night and evening and afternoon it'll be on the deck at Wilderness. We've been just thankful to be outdoors here uh, with <laughs> 75 and beautiful in the rail yard. But uh, road show today, road show tomorrow. Getting ready for Northwestern and Nebraska. Great stuff from Brandon Vogel. Gary Barnett really kind of laid out just why. You know, you ask yourself, well, how the hell thing are things so close every year, year after year after year against Northwestern? Why? They're not elite, neither's Nebraska. And, and Barney just killed it. He was so right. He's like, when you respect the team and a program so much, you, you just sell out. You want to... You want to play your best against what you consider the best. And you have that Nebraska history, that blue blood label, where it's not hard to get up for. And Coach Fitzgerald and company have done a great job. Uh, Enjoyed the uh, conversation with Parker Gabriel also in our one. More your emails. uh, We'll get to those tomorrow. But what do you think happened Saturday? we've, We've talked about and heard about the turning of the corner, right? Coach Frost talked about that. This is a one opportunity to do so. And you as a Nebraska fan, you want to see some progress. You want to see a win. And this is a winnable game. This is a game many of you feel Nebraska should win. I think they will win. Too many athletes, too many ball players, too many difference makers for Nebraska. And you know how creative and talented Frost is with his play design and scheme. And uh, going to be a big day for Adrian and uh, Luke McCaffrey and the, the run game. And I'm anxious to see Nebraska's defense get after somebody, uh, specifically a Ty Robinson, a Will Honus. And uh, what do you get off the edge? Phil Darius Payne, really talented. And uh, Nebraska, and you heard Coach Chin talk about it yesterday, that 4-3 or 4-2 nickel look they can give you and, uh, and, and do well. What's for dinner tonight, Damon Barr? Uh, I know rum, but what else? Are you coming down to get some uh, some uh, burritos? I wish, man. It sounds fantastic how you've described it down there. But uh, we're doing a little pasta tonight, a little Texas toast. Uh, pasta a, and Texas toast? Yep, classic. A little, a little red wine? Mm, maybe. Maybe. We'll see how the night goes. That's what, <laughs> we'll see how the night goes. You've got your Hefner pajamas on. And a cigarette with a cigarette holder. I'm picturing you now. You got it. We'll see how the night goes. All right, tomorrow, come see us at Wilderness 4 to 6. Take care. Thanks for listening.